This is the best, most fun I have ever, ever, ever had on a podcast. This is a hit. I'm Jesse Cole, your host of Business Done Differently, where we get to meet successful people who look at business differently and we get to know them in a different way. Today's guest is Charlie Hone. Charlie is the author of Play It Away, Play for a Living, and Recession Proof Graduate. He's worked with over 100 authors on their book launches, including Tim Ferriss, Tucker Max, and Gary Vaynerchuk. Now he's the head of author marketing at Book in a Box and host of the Author Hour podcast. On this show, we get to know Charlie on a personal level and hear what makes him tick. It's easy to get motivated from listening to Charlie talk about the importance of playing more. Whether it's playing laser tag, home run derby, kickball, or even video games, Charlie is passionate about play. And play has paid off for him. He's now inspiring people all over the world to play more and have fun. But in just the short time I've got to know Charlie, it's obvious how much of a good person he really is. His work colleagues even share with him that being kind is his greatest strength. You'll hear that throughout the show, as well as how much he likes to have fun, laugh, and spend time with people he cares about. It sounds like the obvious recipe for success, but it's not. In a world where we spend so much time committed to work and often stressed, Charlie's words are refreshing to say the least. Combining this attitude on play and his drive to learn from people and truly care about them is what makes Charlie different. So here it is, Charlie Hone, on Business Done Differently. Excited to have Charlie Hone with us on the Business Done Differently show. It's gonna be weird, it's gonna be crazy, it's gonna be different, but there's no better person to have than Charlie, who is all about playing and having fun. Charlie, welcome. Glad to be here, Jesse. Excellent. Well, the first way we're going to get this started, a new segment that we started a few episodes ago, it is called Gratitude Attitude. Thank you. And I am outrageously grateful to have you on the show, and I believe you need to be grateful to start every day. So I want to know what you're grateful for, but Charlie, you have to say it in a very upset way. <laughs> uh, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, I'm grateful that I, I had breakfast with my wife and daughter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was almost like just you're disgruntled. You're just kind of frustrated a little bit. I, yeah. I, I like that. Excellent. And now, Charlie, correct me if I'm wrong. We'll get into this a little later. But you've taken some improv in your day, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, so were you channeling your inner improv there? Oh, I've yes. It's It's been a while since I've – I've actually performed, but yeah, I, you know, I've, I've had enough training. I'd like to say at this point that it, it comes back naturally. It's like riding a bike. Outstanding. Well, we're going to keep some similar elements. And then, like I said, we're, we bust out some brand new segments for you, Charlie, that I've never done before, but we'll stay with one of the typical Sweet. ones right now. It's excited or scared. And what project are you either really excited about or scared about right now? Ooh. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'm actually very excited for uh, a client's project that we're working on. Um, he's building uh, a, a course called Consulting University. And the reason I'm, cons I'm excited about it is because you know how, uh, the freelance gig economy that gets a lot of attention in the news? Mm -hmm. um, so like Uber drivers and task rabbits and stuff. Well, contracting and consulting is actually like five times bigger and has grown like three times faster than that. It's just been behind the veil of, uh, big corporate companies. And so there isn't a lot of great material serving those people who are in those jobs. And so we're building, uh, the first like great uh, educational material uh, for them. So I'm I'm excited to be doing that because I, as well because I get to do video editing and I love editing. It's so much fun. And that's what you start. You did a lot of that working with Tim Ferriss, correct? I I did some video editing working with Tim. I I mostly did other random 
odd jobs here and there. But yeah, I, I definitely did some video with him. Outstanding. Excellent. Well, now we're going to a brand new segment, and this is solely for you, Charlie. This is the field. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of these, so if you can keep saying honored by the end, we'll be in for something. <laughs> so this is the that's field. It, that's my game to you, Jesse, is how many times I can say I'm honored <laughs> Perfect. before it becomes insincere. And, and, and that's how you actually win. I always have like kind of a winner on this, even though there's no points, no score. So keep saying that, and, and we'll win the podcast. But here it is. The Field of Dreams moment. And if you remember in Field of Dreams, Ray Kinsella, his father comes back to life and he plays catch with them on the field to end the movie. Where is your Field of Dreams and who would you want to play catch with, past or present? Oh, man. I'm uh, So I'm going to give you a slightly modified answer, but it, it still will answer your question. So um, I recently wrote this article uh, about after after the Vegas shootings occurred, which was on basically loneliness, right, that that men experience loneliness and their their childhood friendships kind of uh, become they kind of fade away. And I've been thinking about one of my best friends uh, quite a bit recently. And I was just like, ah, we've fallen out of touch. And then sort of magically this one night, um, we hadn't talked in a really long time. He was like, hey, I'm in Austin for tonight. Do you want to do you want to come by uh, and meet up? And I went and met up with him and he and I used to always play like video games and stuff together, uh, but we're with this group of our high school friends, and so the dynamics a little like you know some of our friends are still single and they're drinking and stuff and trying to you know talk to to women, and uh, you know I'm it, both my friend and I are married, and so he and I went and we found this uh, this video game that we played, and at the end of my article that I wrote, I linked to the song Stand by Me. Uh, right. Because that's the song that plays at the end of the movie. Stand by me. 100 percent. And while we're playing this video game just next to each other and, and like I feel like, wow, this is crazy that I was thinking about him. And we're here. We are playing video games. Uh, the guitarist in the bar starts playing Stand by me. <laughs> and I was like, this is so crazy. You know, so I mean, I could I could have said to you. I, I my field of dreams is playing catch with my dad. My dad and I still play catch. We've we've played a lot of catch over the years, but that moment was really kind of magical for me. That's a, you completely change this into a new question and answer. I, that's that's literally how you win the segment, Charlie. That was that was <laughs> impressive. I never knew you would go there. You know, I, I thought about this question as well, and I was like, my answer was. And I don't know if he could even play catch. I hope he could. But I'd love to play catch with Walt Disney on Main Street of Disney World with the park. Oh, that would be great. I think yeah. that would be that would be cool to play to play catch with Uncle Walt. So uh, it would be cool. It would also be cool to uh, reenact your favorite Disney scene with Walt Disney. Yes, and you know he used to act out all the scenes before he put on a movie like Snow White and <laughs> stuff. So I don't know if I could do the improv skills like like he could, but. All right, that's great. I, I don't know I'm where we went. You, I'm surprised you haven't done improv, Jesse. It seems like it's right up your alley. You know, I feel like I do improv every night at the ballpark, but I did a little bit in college. Uh, but I, I think I need to get back into that. But excellent. Yeah. Well, we're we're going to keep moving, Charlie. We're going to go to uh, another game, and this game is Truth and Dare. Just do it! And what would you like to do, Truth or Dare? Is it's truth and dare? Oh, you are the first guest to pick up on the key word and. Yes. <laughs> so I'm doing both. Correct. Okay, Which so one would you like to do first? We'll we'll start with truth. All right. What's what's been one of the most epic adventures of your life that you think about? I the the one that comes immediately to mind was the very first time I traveled alone. So I was in New Zealand and I. I, I was studying abroad um, and, and I kind of realized like, what am I, it, it was, it'd been a couple months and I, I was like, what am I doing worrying about school down here? Like I'm competing with a bunch of uh, people from other countries who speak English as a second language. Like they're going to be the average. It's, it's easy enough for me to get by with passing grades. So I decided 
I'm going to go on a two-week road trip, and I tried to get some friends to come, but they were like, no, we got you know these tests and stuff upcoming. You know, like they were in the same mentality I was yeah. uh, about school. So I just went on my own, and it was the first time I'd ever done that. And uh, I spent the next two weeks on the road, like just kind of getting to know myself and doing what I wanted to do uh, for an extended period of time. And it was just incredible. Like there's no better place to do that. Of course, I can't think of a better place to do that. But it was just it was a really magical time. And uh, I, I did bungee jumping for the first time. And uh, I, I, I'll never forget going up to, to, to bungee jump and I was, I was nervous. I was, I was scared. <laughs> really, like I was shaking yeah. out of heights and, uh, the song crazy on you comes on over the loudspeakers, which is like, it was crazy at that time. I was learning how to play the intro to that song on guitar. Like I'd spent the last month trying to learn the intro to that song. And so when hearts crazy on you came on it, weird. I'm I'm realizing now, like I've I've told two stories about songs uh, coming on that like synchronous weird synchronicity. But that song came on, and like I felt this wave of calmness come over me, and then uh, jumped and had an, a, an adrenaline high for the next four or five hours. I, I feel like your whole entire life is just to a playlist. Like you just need this music it's to a sound falling, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's outstanding. Now we're going to get to business because you've accomplished some amazing things so far. Uh, but we still got to. We can't just move past. We're going to do. Dare? We're going to do the dare. It is time for yeah. the dare. Oh, I wasn't going to skip past that, Charlie. Okay, I'm just. Okay. I'm letting our our listeners know that as crazy as this show is going to be, there will be some business mixed in later. So the dare. <laughs> you got to keep them hooked in because. Oh. Certainly, they would have left after that story. <laughs> well, they, now they're just thinking about the songs that are playing in their life and hoping they have a song that's, you know, Stay yeah. By Me or something crazy on you. <laughs> All right, here's the dare. And I've kept the same one for our guests now just because it's been so fun. One, can you give me one celebrity impersonation? Uh, oh, boy. Um, a, a better question, actually, is who do you want? What? Oh, for you to do a celebrity personation? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That, that, that's that's endless. I'm giving you a free. You know, I've had one guest at Donald Duck. Another one did a soccer announcer, which wasn't even a celebrity. So I'm, I'm going to give you the option to do anybody that you think you could you could do pretty well. Hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel and a clean pair of shorts. <laughs> So you went old school Ace Ventura. That is, that yeah. is perfect. All right. I love it. You will probably be the only person ever to do Ace Ventura. Uh, that is outstanding. All right. You've, you've passed truth and dare. You are doing very, very well. We're going to get back to more crazy games, but I want to go into a little business and I want to go into this new segment called The Apprentice. And this isn't The Apprentice with Donald Trump. This is your life as you've been able to learn from some amazing people, Tim Ferriss, Tucker Max. You know, that's kind of how you were built, learning from these great leaders. Uh, what was the biggest thing you think you learned from some of them as you were going up? And then I'll move into a few questions off that. Yeah, um, I've I've been asked this question about about these guys, and I, I the biggest one by far, especially with Tim, because I worked with him the longest, was um, it, they just expanded my mind. So the realm of possibility of what I could do for a living, uh, what I could build for fun or for profit. Mm -hmm. These, they just expanded the possibilities to so many different things by introducing me to incredible people that I'd never met before in my, like I'd never met anyone like them. So I, I grew up in Colorado. I didn't, know any entrepreneurs or business owners really growing up at all. Um, I knew, I knew some people who did impressive things, uh, uh, masters of their crafts sort of thing, but I didn't know anybody who was, uh, an inventor or mm -hmm. a creative for a living. And so when I got to work with Tim, for instance, I'll, I remember having dinner with a guy named Travis who I'd never heard of. And he was telling all these amazing stories, and I thought, wow, this guy's just incredibly impressive and so, like, 
entrepreneurial and savvy and like he'd invented this uh, this network uh, a file sharing network um, and then he got sued for billions of dollars by the biggest media companies in the world and then he went bankrupt and his company got sold and then six months later he took that same uh, product that he'd made and turned it into a media a media company friendly product and he he made all of the people who sued him into his customers <laughs> and like he did that you know decades before and we're like what are you working on now and he's like i got this new app that i'm really excited about <laughs> and and keep this in mind this was like in uh this was like around 2010 mm-hmm. uh i think so the iphone had come out not too far uh before that and he was like i got this new app i'm really excited about you you press this button and a lincoln town car comes to you <laughs> and it was it was uber yep. in its earliest stages you know and so like being able to see and and meet those kind of types of people was just incredible like it just blew my mind. That's amazing. I mean, they say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you were able to make it happen by getting around some amazing people and learn from them. I I love that. Now, today, you know, if you could go learn from anyone right now, who would you go to? I feel like I'm really lucky in that I I can learn from people who are are teaching a lot of the things that I want to learn. Yeah. But I think... If I were to really learn from somebody, I I would want to. Yeah, I, I've got a few answers to this question, Jesse. I right. I would, from a business perspective, it would be great to be around. Um, you know, to, uh, like Jeff Bezos is doing. Obviously, I think the most amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, in the business world, um, it would be great to be around the people running Costco. I think they run great, a great business. Yeah. Um, from a, um, just from a personal perspective, and I, I don't have a good specific answer to this, but I'm really fascinated right now by people who can build great communities. I mean, you would be a good answer to this, actually. Um, how, do, how do you build solid communities? That's that's something I'm really interested in because I think everything has been going in the direction of the individual for, for so long, but really communities, I think, is, is the way things are going to shape. So I'd, I'd be really interested to be around people who are doing solutions around that. So yeah. like, I know WeWork is working on We Live, and they're doing some stuff around schools as well. So I'm I'm curious how they're approaching this problem. No, so. I love it, and I think community is a word that's overused. But I think I believe 100 percent that if you're able to build a community, that's what's going to stand the test of time. I mean, everyone now is is it's collaboration that's coming together. So I love that. That's excellent. All right, we're going to move ahead quickly onto this. To you are have a strong Twitter game, Charlie. You mentioned the. Uh, oh, thank you. You mentioned the, the the article you wrote about the Las Vegas shoe, which got a ton of traction. But you tweet a lot, and I want you to quickly kind of explain some of the tweets that I found on your Twitter. Don't worry, I didn't go too far <laughs> back. All right, it's called. Yeah. It's called Deets about the tweets. <laughs> so here's one. Whenever I read about a YouTube video in a book, I feel a little wave of sadness. <laughs> I really do. I I can't even remember what provoked that. I I think I was looking I I can't remember which book I was reading, but I was like it it just it felt so diminishing to read about somebody being like you should an author being like go check out this YouTube video and and it's totally hypocritical <laughs> because I've done that in my book so like and so I, have I, 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 I right. you're making me rethink my entire book because I have like YouTube links to crazy bananas promotions and Michael Jackson videos and now it's like I, I yeah. know you're gonna be sad reading it Charlie <laughs> <laughs> well I I think it was mostly. 
I, I, I was probably unfair. It may have just been in the context of what I read in that particular moment, but I was just like, ah, that like that snapped me out of reading the book, you okay. know, I'm where I was you. like, I, I'm trying to read the book. I don't need another reason to go get on YouTube. Get on a screen and YouTube. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll move on from that one. Uh, quickly on this one. Don't die before your death. Yeah, I, I'm sure you would agree with this one too, which is like, I, it's it's so sad to me that um, people give up when on 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 life. You know, I've had friends do this, not not literally like uh, commit suicide in this context. What I'm talking about, but just kind of like resolve to, well, I guess I'm stuck this way. Mm -hmm. I guess things are going to be this way forever. It's really about, do you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? Like, do you view every moment as a stepping stone to another moment or do you view it as I'm stuck here forever? Um, it's, it's similar to what they say in Shawshank Redemption. You get busy living or get busy dying. Love it. Love it. Progress is everything. And then the last one, and this goes into your two, you know, main books, play it away and play for a living. You wrote, playtime outside has decreased 71% in one generation. A, wow. B, explain that. Yeah, so uh, the incentives for schools shifted. So it used to be that we could have recess, free play, um, and only recently did they start looking at, oh, we have to take standardized test scores very seriously. Like um, there, there was the no child left behind uh, bill that was a, a monster of a bill that, that messed up the incentives big time. But um, yeah, they, they started stripping away recess from kids coupled with the cultural uh, shift of I, I like to think it, it started when they started playing those commercials. Do you? It's ten o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? <laughs> Before that commercial, no one knew where their kids were. No one cared no one where their kids them. were. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it was. It was fine. And um, I, I. So I think parents naturally started worrying more about their kids. Uh, in playtime, and now it's it's unfortunate. Kids just don't really play quite as much, and I start I'm starting to see there's some shift back to that because they're realizing like, wow, it's really bad when you strip kids of play. They develop all these neuroses, these uh, these unwanted behaviors that it, like their bodies and minds are crying out for play. And when you reintroduce play, it makes uh, the kid more confident. It makes them more calm. It makes them more skilled because they can actually do stuff that they like that they're not being forced to do. You know, kids are smart. They 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 know they know when they're doing stuff that they don't want to be doing, obviously, or stuff that doesn't matter. And so. When parents get frustrated, for instance, that their kids spend all of their time playing video games, that's their only place that they can truly play, and they get shamed for it. So, are, mean, you, are you for video games? Because you talk a lot in your book yeah. about you talk about playing outside and getting involved, you know. But it, you, you actually support video games, even if it's two, three hours a, a day. A hundred percent, okay. because I think I think especially if parents have an issue with that. Instead of shaming your kid and making them resent you for it or, or making the behavior even more like taboo so it's something they do in secret, like they're smoking cigarettes, <laughs> why don't you play with them? Yeah. You know, why don't you use that as a means to bond with your kid and better understand them and encourage them and recognize them for a skill that they're developing or something and, and don't make it something that they get addicted to later because you shame them during the process and it backfires on you. You know what? That's so brilliant because I, I think about the few times that my dad played NBA Jam with me on Sega back in the day. And like I remember Vivi, I was like, this is something I can beat my dad in. And I felt like <laughs> it was those special moments, but it only happened a few times. And you know, I wonder if that happened more and whether parents said, hey, no, you can't use your screens, but play with them. I think that's, that's brilliant. I'm with you. I was against video games, and I think if it's used here and there, 
as a form of play and actually involve with the parents, that can be a win-win. So yeah, excellent. And and I think I mean there's there's so. I mean, it truly is like it's it's weird. There's research that it, combat war is actually really bonding for men, right? For numerous reasons. Yeah. And that's not ideal. Right? We don't want to go around creating war because <laughs> it's great for the guys, you know. Uh, Let's start so, a war today. Like, yeah. Right. So why not have these simulated wars or or simulated uh, situations where people can really explore and and try things like it has these calming effects and it is a way that guys bond yeah uh, and sports obviously accomplishes the same thing sports is a safe version of war right it's a, it's a <laughs> tiny totally it. version of combat it yeah. really is yeah definitely um but it's safe Right. And it's the same with games. Charlie, you've opened my idea. I mean, I played video games, but not that much. But now you've opened my mindset for when I start a family to be open to the kids playing video games. So, so thanks for that. Yeah. We're going to keep moving because we can talk about that for a while. But now to Quotable. That's what she said. Or he said. And I'll tell you, one of the things I absolutely loved about your book, Play It Away, is that it was broken up and there were just so many amazing quotes. I mean, pages of great quotes. And it wasn't just like you were trying to throw quotes in. It just fit with the theme of the book and it was perfect. And I had a lot that I love, but you know, one that, that stuck out because it was, uh, stood out for me because it was so easy and simple was Michael Jordan's just play, have fun, enjoy the game. And love that. I actually finish a lot of my speeches with a standout, be different, have fun and enjoy the show. And you know, I, there's so many quotes in the book, but is there one book or one quote that stands out for you or one quote that you live by? Yeah, I, I really love, well, there, there are a few, of course, but I really love Plato's what then is the right way of living life must be lived as play. And I love that so much because Plato was so influential on our world and how we operate now. I mean, Plato created the the Western model for universities. So the thing that we uphold in our highest regard, right, that we send our children to, to become fully formed adults, to prepare them for life, um, that was Plato's model. And, but he talks about the right way of living is, is treating it as, as play. Mm -hmm. So, there's there and thank you for saying that Jesse like like you said there are a bunch of great quotes like I think of um, the Alan Watts quote and I might I might butcher it but uh, <laughs> he he basically says instead of calling it work realize it is play and I think that's such an easy shift uh, that people can make you can you can simply choose. To, to view whatever you're doing playfully. And they've done research on this too. When a work task is prevented, uh, presented as um, a playful opportunity, people stick with it longer and they do it better. And, but if it's presented as work, as a boring task, they kind of mail it in. Yeah. And so that's a choice that you can always give yourself that you can tap into at any time. Sometimes it's hard to remember, obviously, but it is it is there for you. No, that's great. And I love how you've become almost like an expert in play. You always try to find your own cat or you become an expert in play. And I think one of the, the best friends of play is laughter. And this actually is not going to be a game at all. I'm going to make it a game at some point when I do an interview one on one and actually do a laugh off because the, <laughs> the, the, the average adult laughs less than 20 times a day. And we know what laughter does. It's great for you. So I actually eventually want to do a back and forth laugh off. So Charlie, <laughs> when, when you come down to Savannah, you know, you that'll sound crazy. We're going to oh, get together. at like the ballpark. Yeah. When you, when you come up, we're going to do a laugh off. We're going to record it. And it's who can make the, the person laugh the most and go back and forth till we do it. So I'll hold you off here. I'm just show, just giving you kind of the warning of what's to come. Nice. And with that, also, I'll leave you with, uh, or I'll go here with a, a deep thoughts by Jack Handy. <laughs> here we go. Dad always thought laughter was the best medicine which I guess is why several of us died of tuberculosis. So there is Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. So again, I'm changing hey, it up. I, like, no questions here. Can I tell you, uh, my senior quote that was in uh, the yearbook uh, for, at, at, at my high school, my senior quote was a Jack Handy quote, <laughs> which was, um, 
anytime I see something screech across the room and latch onto someone's neck, I have to laugh because what is that thing? <laughs> and so many people were like, what the hell was your quote about? I was like, honestly, I thought that was really funny because uh, <laughs> everyone else was writing like Dave Matthews band lyrics and, <laughs> and like uh, dance in the rain, like no one's watching and all that nonsense. So, oh, and then my my good friend he he had a jack handy quote as well the the one i mentioned earlier his was um i hope that when i die people will say of me man that guy owed me a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm just so glad we've been able to bring uh, jack handy into this podcast i think uh <laughs> you know he's not used a much especially in a business podcast so uh you've definitely passed that segment and the fact that i did a deep thoughts by jack handy which had no question just a point and you said your senior quote was jack handy uh, you have won this podcast charlie that is <laughs> unbelievable uh, yes so we've done enough business for now it's business done differently so now we're gonna go to another game and this is a game just solely for you and basically in wayne's world one of the classic scenes is when they're playing uh, hockey out on the, on the road and they keep saying game on and then they have to take it off and they say game <laughs> on and, and they keep doing it back and forth so i know that you do a lot of games now you do a lot of things like this like i said the first time we met you were at a rock climbing wall place so you gotta i'm gonna mention a type of sport activity game and you gotta say either game on or it's not game on for you because i want to know if this is something you're a fan of and you play regularly or if you don't you ready got it laser tag game on i i live near uh the biggest laser tag arena in in texas i think it's called blazer tag it's yeah. sweet that's awesome i've played a bunch and i usually get shot the most but i shoot people the most so i don't know, I know. I do, i'm terrible at it too and i can't figure it out because like it, there there'll be these kids in there that just i'm like oh i did pretty good and then the kid will dominate me by thousands of points <laughs> of course that's how it works all right um paintball I wish I could say game on to this because it's a lot of fun. I haven't played it in like 10 years. Yeah, and I feel like it hurts too. So we'll, we'll leave that. All right, home run derby. Oh, game on. Game on. Of course. I played that all growing up. Wiffle ball. Game on, but I haven't played that in – actually, I played that uh, about a month ago. So game on. All right, we'll, we'll get a wiffle ball game going too. Um, kickball. Game on. I love kickball. And actually, so I when I when I first moved to Austin, I joined a kickball team and a buddy of mine, he worked for Dell and he was like, I'm, I'm putting the team together. You know, I'm getting my team at Dell on on uh, on the team. And the first game I played, I was like, oh, my gosh, none of these people ever played sports growing up like. <laughs> I'll I'll never forget this kid. It, 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 there was a pop fly, right, uh, or a pop up. I mean, and it goes to this guy playing second base, and I turn and look, and he just he's standing right under it, and he just goes, "I don't got it," and he, he <laughs> ran away from it. And I pulled him aside and I said, "Look, I don't care if you miss it, but you will never." ever do that again you have to try because i cannot do this on my own i was like i was like spider-man on the field i was trying to field every single play i just looked like a jerk basically you were that guy you were 100 yeah, that guy I was, I was that guy but yeah. i was like i don't have any choice this is going to be miserable for me if i don't oh jeez, that's good and i will give a shameless plug here we actually have a craft beer kickball league that we play under the lights at our stadium, which is awesome. Cool. So that is game on for me too. All right, how about golf? You can't be for, game on. not not like the eighteen hole. I, I actually don't really like golf because yeah. it kind of stresses me out. It's it, it, I I get a lot of people like it, but I have multiple issues with it. Me it's, too. 100%. It's expensive. It's stressful when you get paired with two people who are like crazy good and you're not that good and they're just kind of annoyed for four hours at you <laughs> for taking forever. Yep, exactly. I've taken tons of golf lessons. I've golfed a bunch of times. I've never loved it. Me too. And I've I'm never been you. great at it. It's too long and it's too. It, ta it takes too long to actually be okay at it. So that, yeah. All right. Yeah. What about Top Golf? 
Oh, I love Top Golf. Yeah, Top Golf's a blast. And I wish there was a baseball version of Top Golf, like yes. a home run derby place. But like, I I just don't like batting cages. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I used to work at a batting cage. I played baseball for twelve years. I just there was never like a perfect version of. Do you, do you do home run derby at your field like a you know a play playful version of it where you let people come on the field and, and we we hit? have but it needs to be more fun home run derbies are boring now it's like how can you make it so dramatically different that anyone who's even not the best baseball player can still have fun with it that's like yeah. what top golf's done right yeah. yeah and so I mean like my friends and I used to play with tennis balls on a shorter fence so it was easier to hit home runs yeah. Um, and that was super fun. So I don't know if that would be fun to non-baseball. Yeah, I got, yeah, you got to figure out how to make it interesting. I mean, if you throw craft beer in front of it, and craft beer home run derby on Friday, <laughs> that that usually works for us. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. This last one, I was in a league, and I'm thinking about starting it up again. Ski ball. Oh, uh, yeah, ski balls. I, I, it's too small for me. I didn't have the finesse. I'm, I'm not good at ski, but I feel awkward. The, the balls are too light. Like it's just, I would just rather bowl. <laughs> All right, that, that was great. Game on was an outstanding segment, and that was just yeah, for you, Charles. I love that. So I'm glad Thank we'll, you. We'll move on from then. I'm going to do another. You know, this will get back to business eventually. But I'll go back to games. You know, you talk about in the book. You talk about being like a kid. So I'm going to ask two kid-type questions, all right? The first mm-hmm. one is try to name five. This is like Family Feud style. Yep. Name movies that have kid in the title. If you can name three, you win. If you five, you, you blow it up. There's over 100, by the way. Wow. Okay. Uh, kids, the NC-17 movie. Yep. Uh, one. That's one. Uh, the Kid Stays in the Picture. Haven't heard that uh, one, but I'll give it to you. It's yeah, it's a uh, it's a documentary. Okay, um, and it's about uh, what is that guy's name? It's the guy who produced like The Godfather, Rosemary's Baby. Um, you, you've already got two, Charlie. You don't need to defend okay, yourself. Okay, All right, now sorry. to three. Um, Mo- movies with kid in the title. Thirty seconds. <sighs> the most obvious ones. Classic. There's one classic. I'm I'm oh honey I shrunk the kids. Oop, that's good. You're at three, so you've already won. Can you name another one? Ah, uh, kid. Oh gosh, I'm drawing blanks here, Jesse. It's I don't a, know. It, it's tough. Here's Karate Kid. Ugh. was the most known one. Then you got yeah. Then you got obviously the next Karate Kid. Honey, I blew up the kid. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Heartbreak Kids. Oh, man. All right. But you went three, so you officially won. And, again, that yeah. game will probably never come back out, but you you did it. So <laughs> that was great. I'm going to do one more kid question because I just like to get weird right now. Uh, I want you to channel your Tom Hanks in Big or your Robin Williams in, in the movie Jack. And you need to answer as a kid. So you're an adult right now, and you're having dinner with your parents. And they ask about your day. Just like any day. You're having dinner. They ask about your day. What would you say was the best part of your day? You got to answer now as an adult, but you got to answer like a kid. I uh, found some ba- a baseball card uh, on the ground, then it had some ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love it. You is this like an, is this like an actual? Is this an actual thing that happened? I was trying to, again. Never done this before because it just gets weird. I was picturing you today, like as an adult. You know, you have your wife, your your, your family. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. So, but you have to answer your favorite day as a kid. Yeah. Um, I, I went outside, played with uh, Ruby, the dog, and she bit my thumb, and it really hurt, and it still kind of hurts. <laughs> I love this. All right, this is awesome. So one from finding a baseball card to getting ice cream to your dog biting you, and this is this is it. All right, this that is actually great. that actually happened. Yeah, are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm totally fine. We, we sh- my dog is a miniature border collie and she has so much energy. She plays really aggressively or I've I've basically conditioned her to play really aggressively. Oh, um so she she gets super excited sometimes and she caught me. She caught me in the mix. Wow. All right, note to self, eliminate this game from the podcast <laughs> show. Okay. Right. Next. All right. Um, I want to talk about this. You know, I think one thing that you've been amazing at, we talked about this, but 
Connect Four. The game was obviously that famous game. I'm not going to have four ways for you to connect with someone, but what's something you've learned to connect with people? Ooh, this is a great question. I... I kind of, I don't know. I'm a weirdo, Jesse. So my wife makes fun of me a lot because she's like, you always just interrogate people. Or she's like, to me, it looks like you're interrogating people. But I have found the easiest way to connect with somebody, uh, with anybody, first of all, is to you you make them feel safe Mm -hmm. um, and you make them feel like you're not going to take a lot of their time. So if I were to approach you, uh, as a stranger and ask you a question, I would always start with, um, excuse me, sorry to bother you. I'm actually just heading out or, or, or my friend and I were just talking or something, basically saying, acknowledging that it's weird and I'm sorry for, uh, interrupting you and approaching you like this and that, I'm not just coming to stay with you uh, and and there's a time limit basically. As soon as you say that, you can say whatever you want after that. Interesting. I like if, if you're if you're conversing with somebody um, who you know, one of the easiest ways to connect with them deeper is to parrot them. And uh, I've learned this actually from Chris Voss, who is the FBI's negotiate, uh, uh, negotiator for hostage situations. So he deals with people who are holding other people hostage and he builds rapport with them. And he says this works with all human beings, basically. So you should try this in a conversation you have later, Jesse, just to see how it works. But basically, when somebody explains something to you, whatever uh, whatever they say at the end um you parrot it back to them almost as a question like could you explain that more and it's important that you use their words right so if 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 i was saying this sentence you'd you'd say saying this sentence and say <laughs> yeah saying this sentence like you know as i'm speaking you say it at the end so you you're basically giving them a little nudge to keep talking and explain themselves and that's like a simple way it's it almost feels silly the first few times you use it and you almost feel like certainly they're going to catch on they don't yeah and uh, so it's it's an easy way to connect with somebody the deeper ways to connect with people i think are to, to play a game with them there's that famous quote that's you can learn um more about a person in an hour of play than you can in a lifetime of conversation. And I think that's true. You uh, like, I remember, uh, this, this gal who, who worked, uh, or who, who still works at our company. Um, the first few times she and I, uh, talked, I was kind of slowly getting to know her. And then I played her in croquet and I felt like, Within minutes, I understood everything about her personality, how she grew up. Uh, I, I knew she had big brothers. Like I, I, I just knew all these things without having to ask her. And we connected much deeper just through that. So, And you connected much deeper through that? Correct. There you go. <laughs> I was waiting done. to do that for a while. But uh, no, that's great. You know what's great about that? That's a great point, Charlie, because it actually it teaches people to – not only listen, but care. And when someone senses that you care, then you're, you yeah. can connect very easily. All right, yeah. Charlie, I got to be, you know, we've only got through like half the game, so I'm going to have to move qu- quickly through some of these. We'll, ca- we'll can some of them, but I'm really excited about all of these. So we're going to move quickly. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, quickly on this one, Curious George. And obviously, as the guy in the yellow tuxedo, Curious George means a lot to me. Not the regular Curious George, but what are you curious about in business right now? Um, gosh, I mean, I feel, I feel like I always have these ongoing curiosities. I'm, I'm collecting stories now of people who, uh, did work for free that, uh, at the beginning of their careers and seeing where it led them. So that's, I'll just say that since we're moving fast. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. I, I think a lot of times you do things for free at first, then you can actually show value and then move on from there. I love that. Excellent. Now, uh, it's social media, stupid. Really? Twitter, 240 characters. Thoughts? 
I I feel like I'm free falling now. I feel like I I, I there's no constraints, <laughs> so it, it, I'm still getting used to it. Okay, all right. Now you are big marketing. You have a lot of skill in that. Called love it or leave it. So I'm going to give a name of different marketing apps, marketing tools. You're going to say you love it or use it a lot or you leave it. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Medium. Love it. Yeah. Love ready. it. Alexa. Eh, leave it. All right. Slack. Love it. Not for marketing, though. Yeah, just for inner, inner communication. Musically. Leave it. Never never use that. <laughs> Snap. Leave it. I hate the founder. I think he's such a douchebag. Wow. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's, that's intense. I never heard that go that way. All right. <laughs> right. This is great. All right. Now, kind of a serious question. I'm, I'm always intrigued by this, especially with the great book by Dan and uh, Chip Heath, the, the Power of Moments. Uh, magic Moment. What is one moment that you'll never forget? A moment that stands out for you in your life? I think, honestly, being at the home birth of my daughter, uh, that was hard to forget. <laughs> you just made all the women listeners love you. That was a great, <laughs> great answer. No, I love it. That's outstanding. All right. Uh, tool time. Uh, what is a tool that you're using every day in your business, maybe one that not everyone's familiar with? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I use Slack a ton, so I'm tempted to go with that. Um, I actually, so I'll give you one that I love, uh, two actually. So one is life cycle and it allows you to see where you are spending your time the most. I love that. Um, because it allows you to see trends over time. I also, I also use sleep cycle just to encourage me to, to keep improving my sleep habits because it's like the easiest thing that you could, you could focus on to make your life so much better. Like you feel better every day. People are always like focusing on their health and their diet and stuff, but it's like, why not just focus on sleep? So I, I tend to have bad habits with sleep like i'll i'll stay up late to uh, work more and stuff yeah. and, and sleep cycle helps me to like reel that in and especially when you were you talk about that in the book when you were preparing for that big event for tim ferris you didn't you didn't sleep that well for a couple of days you had to find oh, other yeah. ways to stay up. a long long time yeah <laughs> all right here's a here's a new one that i've only done with a few guests it's called standout or bust Aha. i basically have one minute and to find out what makes you stand out so I'm armed only with questions, and you can only give one sentence answers. You ready for this? Great. Yep. If your wife was to describe you, or to describe you in one sentence, what would she say? She would probably say either playful or handsome. <laughs> handsome won't help me much, but we'll keep working with that. Uh, on a Saturday morning, Charlie, you've got nothing to do. What do you want to do? Go to the park. All right, give me a little more. What do you want to do at the park? I love to to go uh, to watch my dog run around, and my wife and I will, you know, stroll our daughter uh, down there. Um, so, Zilker Park in Austin is just this amazing, huge park, and it's it's like one of our favorite places. And then we grab Taco Deli after, which I think has the best tacos in Austin. All right, awesome, awesome. All right, and what would what would work? Your work colleagues say you were the best at being kind, and I know this because they we actually did an exercise called Strengths and Obstacles for everybody in the company, where we we everybody in the group says what that person's strengths are, and uh, and then they say what their obstacles are, so we can help them overcome them, and. Um, this is for the company book in a box that I work at. And I was so surprised because everybody said that I was like the kindest or nicest person that they knew, which really, because everybody who works there is really nice. So awesome. almost every, almost everybody. All right. So that's all I have to work with to find out while you stand out. Um, the handsome, I, I, I can't work with that too much. Um, because Charlie, there are other handsome people out there. All That's right. true. So it's not just you. Uh, what I love about this, I think there are a few things. I saw adventurer a little bit. The fact that you like to go to the park, you like to try new things, experience things, but then the kind and playful. So 
Charlie, what I'm getting out of this, and I, you know, I'm a professional, this is a scientific study here. Um, you are a person that truly cares about other people and you will find any way to do that and learn more on how to help people. Am I close? Bingo. All right, good. I think whatever I said, you would have given me bingo, but that, that, that's fun. <laughs> I, I love asking those questions because it's interesting because also we think that self-awareness is one of the most, I believe, one of the most uh, key characteristics of a successful person, and it's obvious that you have that. So that was awesome. All right. Thank we're gonna, you. We're going to finish up soon, uh, but I'll, I'll give you an opportunity here because you're great at this. You're the host of the Author Hour, uh, you've, uh, the podcast. you worked with a lot of authors. You've asked a lot of questions. So I'll give you one minute for Flip the Script. So you become the host of Business Done Differently, and you can ask me any question. Just be gentle. <laughs> be gentle. All right. Um, what is the one game that you most wanted to play yourself in this episode? Oh, I like that. What is the one game that I most wanted to play? Now, I'm pulling out my whole script here. Uh, all right. That's a good question. The games that I like, see, I have one I haven't even done right now, and that was um, Use Your Marketing Expertise. It was called Brand New, where I actually had a bowling alley, batting cages, and miniature golf, and you had to use your marketing expertise on how to make that fun and make them relevant again. That was a game. Awesome. That's a game that's I was a good, excited about. That's a great one. So um, let's use your marketing expertise, but not for sports, right? Because I, I feel like you're, you're too strong in that realm yep. that a lot of the stuff that you applied to the baseball could be applied to others. Let's have you use your marketing expertise to market dentists. Dentists. Love it. Okay. You ready for this? Uh, yep. We're going to try to do this in one minute. So this is how you start. You find out what frustrates you about the business, frustrates you about the industry. So dentistry. You go in there. It's all stale. You're going to sit on a chair where someone's going to prod you in your mouth. And there's nothing else that's fun or distracting. So here's what I would do. And I actually heard they're, they're doing this. I would make the whole lobby area. I would have a bar, a bar set up. I would have massage chairs set up. I would have little, uh, you can't have hors d'oeuvres because then you need to brush your teeth, but we could have that. We could do that. I make it a whole fun lobby area where you actually want to go to the dentist and, and hang out. Then when you go to the chair, yes, the chair, you're getting a massage on your back while they're working on your teeth and you actually get to choose the music of your choice. So literally anything, Spotify, iTunes. So you're listening to your favorite music while they're working on your teeth after you hung out with the lobby, then you're leaving and people are actually like greeting you and giving you like free samples of not just toothpaste and toothbrush but things that you actually like when you leave and they're actually saying goodbye and there's an exit greeter hit you in the beginning the during and the after how'd i do pretty darn good in my opinion i mean i i went to a uh, the the highest rated dentist in austin and they didn't have massage chairs but they did offer you beer wine uh when you come in and Instead of instead of picking the music, they have a TV with Netflix on it. Love it. Uh, cool. And they're like, "What what do you want to watch?" Basically. So, um, yeah, I I, I was blown away. I was like, "Finally!" And you probably so. talked about it. See, that's the thing. So many people don't think about the perfect experience for their customer from when they first come in. And that's how we do everything with our team. We think about that perfect experience. And a dentist. I mean, there's that singing dentist out there now. Now it's creating a viral sensation. But I don't know if he's actually the whole office is fun. So uh, I love that. Thanks for going there. Charlie, you passed flip yeah. the script. That was, uh, that was great. All right, we're going to finish up now with the last few. Now that's what I call service. And this is a great segue from the dentist. Give me your best personal customer service experience. Somewhere you went, could be a restaurant, anywhere, and you were like, wow, this blew me away. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Such a good question. Um, you know what? It's it's funny because I'm, I'm thinking back to – Yelp reviews that I've written and I rarely write Yelp reviews, right? Because it's such a polarizing thing. You're either like so pissed off yeah. or you're so elated. Um, so I, I don't really write them often, but I'm thinking back on two experiences, uh, that the, the first one, 
it was it was like the greatest massage I've ever received in my life. And I've I've had a lot because I used to have to get rehabilitative massages for my shoulder from pitching. I had yeah. bursitis. Yep. And uh this massage I was just like I was just blown away by. It was it was such great service and I I felt like this connection to the person like a spiritual connection and I don't even know how she did it. Like it was just amazing. Um that, that was one. It was <laughs> beyond that. It was just an amazing experience. Um, the other one was, and this is a little bit weirder, uh, but I saw this guy who he he wasn't exactly a chiropractor, but he was like a therapist of some sort, and he had this thing where he he was like. I relieve stuck emotion in the body. Like I find where it's stuck and then I he and he was he was weird. Like don't get me wrong, I was like this guy <laughs> kind of gives me this strange vibe, not in a dangerous way, but like I feel like he's just kind of a a weird guy. And he he was like I I got the magic touch and he he pressed down on my neck in a way that like it wasn't it didn't hurt at all. It just kind of jolted a little bit. And then he was like, and he, he just kind of like faded off into the distance. Let me lay there. <laughs> and I was like, this is so ridiculous. It's such nonsense. And he's, he, he told me, you know, maybe something will happen. Maybe some stuff will come up. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But just keep it in mind uh, throughout the rest of the day. Don't be caught off surprise if there's anger or sadness or, you know, and it's just much louder than normal. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I leave and no more than two, three hours later, I was crying harder than I had uh, than uh, since I was a child, like a small child, like bawling, crying and just word vomiting all these things that I was upset about and like it was unbelievable wow and it, that comes to mind just because it was the most profound result I've ever gotten from any business ever it wasn't like I was blown away by the customer service uh, but I was just so astounded and I, I will never forget that it was so huge it was it was i was so grateful but never, it was it was also scary at the time i was like scared yeah. to go back to this guy yeah i never thought you would go there but that, like that, that scares the crap out of me right now like i'm actually getting <laughs> uncomfortable envisioning myself crying like in the fetal position in my kitchen after seeing someone uh yeah so, so thank you for giving all of our uh listeners that viewpoint <laughs> that that uncomfortable image yeah yes, my exactly uh, you gotta you gotta be comfortable being uncomfortable if you want to grow so all right uh, survivor challenge this is where i ask survivor like questions and if you don't get any of them right the interview is over right then on the spot no goodbye nothing it's done <laughs> so is this like what if somebody was like getting tired of the interview and they're just like all right you just purposely answered wrong and they're like see you later jesse well you know it's funny it's gonna happen because well the questions are completely subjective it's just my opinion whether it's right or wrong like there's no real answer so <laughs> most people move on i think you will all right so here we go it's basically favorite questions so you are the host of author hour work at book in the box you've worked with a lot of authors this is a tough question, but I guess what is one of the authors that you're most intrigued by right now? I don't want to say your favorite author because I know you have a, have a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the authors I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, I was a big fan early on was um, Jim Klopman. He wrote a book called Balance is Power. Okay. And the body has more than five senses, right? It, we, we talk about the five senses because they're the most blatantly obvious ones, but clearly there's a lot of senses going on. And Jim talks about how balance is one of the biggest, most neglected ones, and that falls and, and accidental deaths from falls is so high up on the list of in terms of healthcare costs and and uh, for for people over sixty, it's it's the most common injury. And his argument is it shouldn't be counted as as falls. We need to document these things as a balanced lost disease because it shouldn't be this crippling thing. And it's really easy to regain your balance. You you practice things like slack line or or just balancing on one leg. And you can get your balance back very quickly. So 
I love his work because I'm such a fan of common sense that isn't common. That's like my favorite type of of wisdom that gets passed along is like, you know, it's the truth and no one's talking about it. Oh, I love that. All right. Uh, favorite podcast. I love how I built this yeah. by NPR. Um, I think it is such a fun podcast. My wife and I listen to it together. It's just, it's just great. Um, yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. All right. You've also given some amazing Ted talks, but what's your favorite Ted talk? Ooh, uh, I'll, uh, you know, all the, all the common ones that, that people tend to list, I, I think are great. Like Simon Sinek and Brene Brown, but I want to give a shout out to, uh, Dr. Peter Gray, who did the decline of play and the rise of, um, I forget what he called it. Um, but uh, mental illness basically. And it's, it's just a really for me, it was a very formative TED Talk. I really loved that one. Mm-hmm. Love it. Favorite concert you've ever been to? Favorite concert? Mm-hmm. Um, I loved seeing the Colorado Symphony Orchestra's tribute to Led Zeppelin. Wow. That was probably my favorite. Wow, that's amazing. All right. Now, favorite food, I can guess, is it tacos or is there something other than tacos? No, I, I would have to say... Uh, pineapple curry it was this dish that i had in uh Koh Samui in thailand and it was easily the best meal i've ever had i ended up i i was supposed to stay at one night at this hotel and i booked three more nights because this meal was the best thing i'd ever tasted and i had it every single day wow that's good all right what about uh you just said a favorite author but what's what's a, a book uh, that you're really looking forward to that maybe be coming out or just came out that you're looking forward to yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Isaacson's Leonardo da Vinci. I haven't read it yet, um, but I mean, I'm I'm fascinated by da Vinci and how he operated. And um, I actually didn't like Isaacson's book, Steve Jobs. I thought it just wasn't. I, I don't know. I like I love Steve Jobs, and I just felt like it was it was not as great as it could have been so i'm but i'm looking forward to leonardo da vinci your final question the survivor challenge your favorite color green only one guest has got this right so far one guest charlie and i know as you look at the skype profile you see a guy in a yellow tuxedo and it's his show business (laughs) done differently we've heard green we've heard blue we've heard red only one guest joe calloway said yellow so the show proceeded Unbelievable. I should have thought about that for a second. You caught me off guard. <laughs> no, you you uh you didn't pass Survivor, but we're gonna move on to the final four and finish off this crazy business done differently. This is definitely one of the weirder ones, Charlie, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Here is the final four. What's something differently, something you've done differently in your life to stand out? I would have to say I offered to work for free and that was by far the biggest thing that made me stand out. Um, I've done a lot of things, but I, that's the first one that comes to mind. I love that. So, so a few people actually do that. And other than working for free, what would make someone, what makes someone stand out in business and in life? Doing great work. You can't get around that. Like if, if, if your work can be immediately understood that it's great, you, you can stand out. So just do great work. Love it. So simple. What's the best advice you've ever received? Read more. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, it's true. That's, that's yeah. where you can get more advice every single day. Yep. Uh, great. All right. Final, the final question of the final four of business done differently. How do you want to be remembered? I, I really don't. I, I, so here's the thing with this. I, as an individual, don't really have any desire for fame, legacy, any sort of any, any of that. I would love for my ideas to be championed and to actually impact people and, and like change the way that we do things because some of the ideas that I have, not all of them, I have many, many ideas, not all of them are good, but a few of them I know are really good and they've, they've changed people's lives and made their lives better. And I think if, 
if some of those ideas reached a wider audience or a wider segment of the population, I would be really, really thrilled. So you necessarily don't want to be remembered, but you want your ideas to be remembered. Yeah. Outstanding. That's a great way to finish. And that, the most unique answer we've got on that question as well. Charlie, you have made it through the business done differently. Was this a different yeah. show for you? <laughs> oh, you know, these, these podcasts all bleed into each other and you tend to forget being on them. But I will never forget this podcast. Jesse. <laughs> this is by far the most unique experience I've ever had on a podcast. Well, Charlie, thank you. And, and you know, the most fun. Yeah, oh, that, that means a lot. Well, Charlie, seriously, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, you know, for you're doing the community, I think your ideas are being championed. Um, unbelievable. You are kind. You help with marketing. You're getting people to play more. You're doing amazing things. And, and thank you for that. And Charlie, any last words or how can people connect with you or learn more about what you're doing? Well, th thanks, Jesse. That was it, seriously, this was super fun. And I hope you use that as a blurb to invite other people on your podcast because I hope they do come onto the show. But um, yeah, man, I uh, the the best way for people to stay in touch if they want to is just sign up for my newsletter at my my website or just grab one of my books on the Amazon. Outstanding. It's a great and our whole staff actually I've said this before loved play it away literally they started going to the batting cages in the middle of the season because of all the work. So that's awesome. Outstanding stuff. Charlie, thanks a lot for being on the show. Thank you, Jesse, for having me. Today, we learned even more about how to think differently. Sometimes in life, professional is boring and weird wins. So thanks for listening. And remember, the world needs more people being different. So whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. Be different, stand out, have fun, and enjoy the show. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out.